Hey everybody, welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchor Podcast. Today we are in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 reads, Then after six days Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to him Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came over and touched them, saying, Rise, and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision, until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Then why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? He answered them, Elijah does come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but they did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he suffers terribly, for often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. As they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. And they were greatly distressed. When they came to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the tax? He said, yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take toll or tax, from their sons or from others? And when he said, From others, Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast the hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. For today's nugget, we're going to focus in here on the transfiguration uh, as it's uh, kind of a pinnacle event here in the life of Jesus, especially here as Matthew's recording it. And a couple of things that uh, we just need to set forth as we uh, start that discussion is uh, what exactly is a transfiguration? What does it mean that he was transfigured? And so there's just like a dramatic change in his body. It's much of his appearance shining brightly. It says his face shone like the sun, and so it's almost as if he's like an angelic person in this moment. And so the disciples haven't understood from the miracles and the other things that are taking place. This is clearly a point to him being the Son of Man that was mentioned in the last verse of chapter 16. And so as we focus on what's happening, uh, we have these two other individuals that appear. We have Moses and Elijah. And when we actually uh, jump into Luke's 
retelling of this event, we actually gained some more additional information. Number one, it was late at night. The disciples were very sleepy. But when this event occurs, they are wide awake and they're in full understanding of what's taking place around them. And so we have Elijah and Moses appearing, and it's a kind of a little bit nebulous what their purpose is in this passage. Uh, but when we look at Luke's account and what's happening there, it brings to light the fact that they're talking about about his future death. And so they're talking about how the law, Moses, and the prophets, Elijah, had both foretold the death of Christ. And so they, being the disciples, are wanting to build these tents for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And so they wanted them to tabernacle together or put them in these tents together that they would be able to enjoy the blessing of having those people there, much as the people had enjoyed the blessing of God in their presence in the tabernacle and in the temple when he was present there. Uh, And so they're wanting to set up his kingdom or his throne, his dominion right there at that point. But what's happening is Jesus is not letting them do that. He understands that what they're speaking of being the imminent death of the king is the focus of what's going on right now. And so while the disciples want to build these tents, that's not what takes place. Instead, they kind of even miss the focus of what's happening here. And we see that as we move on through the chapters, they're not exactly understanding why Jesus is supposed to die. They're not exactly understanding what had taken place. And in some ways, they've probably missed the two big keys that were given to them there. First, the law and the prophets speaking of the death of the coming king. Jesus has begun to tell of his death and what's going to take place. We saw that at the end of of chapter 16. Uh, And we also have God saying here from the clouds, opening up in these different things, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And so they're supposed to be listening to Jesus. They're supposed to be focusing on him for this. But here specifically, Peter, James, and John are missing that focus. And so it'll be something that we see as we walk through the rest of the gospel leading up to the crucifixion of Christ, that the disciples are present, are hearing, and once again, not always understanding. And so uh, just a reminder for us today that as we are encountering God's word, are we truly hearing what it is saying? It's one thing to just have the words go through our ears and then we possibly have our own focus, our own desire of what we're thinking we should be receiving from God's word, what we're looking for there, but just a, a reminder that we should be praying and we should be seeking God's spirit to be speaking to us and giving us the message that he desires us to hear from his word. And as we've said previously, giving us eyes to see, ears to hear what's there. And so we know that only he can do that. We know that that's our focus for seeking him in our in his word. And so I hope that you can find that type of true understanding that the disciples were missing here. And so as we walk on a little bit from this, uh, we get to a part where there are usually several questions. Uh, As they're coming down the mountain, we see that there's another interaction here with the disciples. Jesus tells them not to tell anyone about this vision, what's taking place until the Son of Man comes. And then the disciples ask a question. Uh, The strange thing is the disciples' question is not, hey, why aren't we supposed to tell people about this? But instead,
instead, the disciples ask him about Elijah. And so they've just seen Elijah. And uh, here he answers this question, speaking more about Elijah. And one of the things that I appreciate about Scripture is oftentimes the questions that we have, we find the exact answer for if we just continue along in the passage. And so here in verse 13, it explains that the disciples then understood that as he's speaking about Elijah in this context, it's not the Elijah that they've just seen manifest to them in the transfiguration. Instead, it's John the Baptist who was the one who came uh, as the messenger for the Lord. And so if we look back even into Isaiah chapter 52, we can see that it talks about the beautiful feet of the one who is bringing good news and uh, talks about that in the context of the coming salvation of the Lord in the day of the Lord. And so we have Elijah being his messenger uh, that's also seen there. He says, behold, I will send my messenger. And we see that that is linked to John the Baptist. And sadly, we've seen um, the death of John the Baptist already in this account. And so as we're walking through what's happening, the disciples still are not focused on what Jesus has in terms of the road that is before him. And so that's one of the common questions is like, hey, what's happening? We just heard about Elijah. Now it's got this other Elijah. And then it says it's John the Baptist. What's going on there? Another one that uh, a lot of people like to talk about is that temple tax uh, there at the end. And so uh, I don't want to spoil that for you. Hopefully, if some of you have that question, you seek that out. If it's something that you want to talk with me about, love to talk through that temple tax question with you too. What's going on there and uh, what some people say is the uh, only self-serving miracle that Jesus ever does when he gets the uh, money to magically appear in the mouth of this fish to be able to pay for his taxes. But if you have a question about that, something else in this passage, as always, seek the answer to that question. Look for either resources or people who can help you find that. And then always speak with somebody else about what you're learning, how you're interacting with this, connect with them so that God continues to grow us together, continues to grow us along and mature us in our faith as he uses the community of believers around us to do that for his kingdom and glory purposes. So know today that you are loved. You're